you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hey, Bolt fam, and welcome back to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, uh, John Woods Jr., and today I am Joe, uh, joined by my uh, good buddy up the road, Dan King, wearing a different K-pop hat. hat. Yeah, it's a K-pop hat, isn't it? I'm down with the kids. I've got my Chargers belt buckle on, but my K-pop hat. Um, uh, yeah, how you doing, Was Not bad, mate. And the cat's singing in the background, which means yeah, the cat is the cat is having a whale of the time. He's just been <laughs> fed, and he's asking for more. We got um, my local uh, train station. There's a cat that literally lives in the uh, turnstiles. Must be nice and warm in there. But I do cringe when it decides it's going to just hop across the tracks to the side of the platform. Not nice. good. Yep. Not good. I don't want to see any cats getting hurt. But uh, before we go on about charges, speak of the cats. What a member of your household, your good lady wife, Panthers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. So whilst whilst we've muddled through this season with a few wins here and there, uh, I can't be <laughs> too downbeaten because I know my wife is going through. A similar situation with the Panthers. Now, I do think the Panthers could beat some of the teams that are around them in the league. I think the Panthers could beat the Patriots quite comfortably. Um, but I thought we could beat the Patriots quite comfortably. Well, that, well let, let's just get straight into it, shall we? So, you know, it, it's it's been a rough old time for the Chargers. Um, you just got to look at the last sort of four games, okay? Losing... In, 41-38 to Lions, 23-20 to the Packers, getting getting dumped by the Ravens, and then that six to... I'm not even going to say it was a shutout. It was a shutout, but it was dreadful. Yeah, but you can six only beat who's six. in front of you, and oh. we did beat who was in front of us. It's just who we were in front of would have been beaten by any anyone. It's, um, <clears throat> arguably, one of the most non- discrete games I've ever seen as a Chargers fan. It was, it was, there's, really... there's a lot I don't remember from it. There, there, do you know, uh, there was, there was somebody, uh, I can't remember who it was now. My mind's gone blank. Talking about the freezer bowl many years ago. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Just want to get a three and out and, and get back on the sideline and get wrapped up. That's yeah. exactly what Sunday's game was all about. You know, it was cold on, on the East coast, uh, as you'd expect wet, this time of year. Very wet. wet. Game. And, Nobody seems to want to play football. And, and, and actually, in my uh, Fantasy League WhatsApp group, there was comments like, oh, look, the Chargers are making uh, New England look uh, competent. And that that's a real problem. Yeah, and now, the, the defence, yes, it did. It did shut out the powerhouse that is Bailey Zappi. But, yeah. but it did also give oh, him like a career day. So that's something we're getting used to, is giving a random player... A career day. Now, a career day for him was still only about a hundred and something yards, but you know, he's he's struggling through, and he struggled a little bit less against us. I mean, you know, you you look at um, New England was a team that clearly everyone feared um, for a long time for obvious reasons. Tom Brady, um, Bill Belichick in his prime. Uh, Gronkowski, to name a few. But when you look at, you know, uh, when you actually look now at the body language of um, Bill Belichick, he's never been a man 
of you, you know um someone that gets excised of the line but he literally does look like someone that's going through the motions to the end of his season and probably retirement you know well earned at that you know um six super bowl rings um but you know there's just there's just nothing there from from that team and i say bailey zappe who the heck is he um you know it it just wasn't it wasn't great at all uh the good thing was that we managed to keep herbert upright because they're the sort of games where you'll you'll lose your quarterback but Dan, yeah, I just herbert wanted... did still have a, a decent enough game anyway sorry i i cut you off no no it's, it's fine it's fine you're right you know uh, defense showed up. I mean, let, let's start there because that's. I think. I think we need to talk about that that guy called Khalil Mack. Oh, Khalil Sack. Oh, Khalil what a Sack. guy! Fifteen yeah. leading the league. I know it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, you think he had he had one game with six sacks earlier in the year? That yeah, obviously a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, but, but could it happen again? Sure, we've got to play the Raiders again. The the what the record is twenty two and a half sacks. I, mean, I think it is. Yeah, that's only eight more. Well, in five games is doable. You know, he also had a, a couple of QB hits as well, which was great. Um, you know, he, he's two tackles for loss. He's he's up for it. It was great to see yeah, Derwin James as well with the well. sack. I was I yeah. Derwin d- didn't have the greatest game, but he got the sack when it mattered. And that's something that has been missing, getting big plays from the big players when it mattered. Yeah, and it's we could and be sat had a great game. Tuli Tuipolotu had a great game. Kendricks wow. had a decent game. Tuli with that uh, takeaway, that, that that was pretty ph- phenomenal, to be honest. Um, you know, it's and you know we were waxing lyrical got, about Tuli. I've got Tuipolotu's grades from this week in front of me. I've got he had a ninety-one point three at run defense. Which well, yeah, is just I mean, phenomenal. It, it is phenomenal. Eighty-one point three defensive overall. Well, well, Tooley's got eighty-six point one overall run defense anyway. But yeah, true. You, you know, beginning of the season, we were waxing lyrical about him, saying, you know, he, he could be the the standout defensive player in the division. Um, he sort of dipped off a little bit, but you know, he came back the other day against uh, New England. Uh, and that was really good to see. Um, you know, Thule is definitely going to be one of those players um, that's going to evolve, develop, improve all of the above going down the stretch. Oh, yeah. you know, we, we've definitely we've definitely failed to get the best out of some players in similar situations where they've looked so promising. Hopefully we can avoid that kind of same downfall as we've seen with like, I don't know, um, Donald Butler or um, I forget other players at this point. There's been so many, so much turnover. <laughs> um, but hopefully we we continue to see some improvement with Tooley because he has really stepped up in the absence of Bosa there. But then sort of other players around him, like we saw, um, was it Fox made a couple of plays this week after being fairly quiet? Justin Hollins with a sack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll not elaborate too much on Kenneth Murray with his one pressure. He existed. Yeah. He, he existed. He's just sucking. Hendricks at, at least. Point. At least one of the, the the middle linebackers had a had a decent yeah. showing. Kendricks had probably his best game for 
the season oh. maybe second best game of the year so far. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think just, so. Was just good to see after he'd had such a poor. Like I mean, you look at the stats for the last four weeks. I, I know you touched on the last four games, but Detroit, he was graded a thirty, and against New England, he was a seventy-seven. Again, it's a different level of competition. Detroit have been free scoring with points and New England not so much but you've got to show up against these teams that you can show up against and so it's, it's good to see that he did yeah absolutely um, and then you know on, on the the other side of the football you know pass blocking we, we, we kept Herbert on his feet we did give up four pressures um, by all accounts Corey Inslee isn't coming back for the season. So now we're left with Will Clapp at centre, um, who did give up a pressure uh, as usual uh, on on Sunday, which is which is disappointing. You know, he's he's not at the level of, of Lindsley, um, uh, and not many are. But, uh, you know, that's just going to... It is what we've got up front, and that, that's it. You know, it's it's... The regular left and right tackle, regular left and right guard, and then Will Claps there to anchor it all in the middle. Um, that is the weak spot on our front five, in my opinion. And what is worth his pass block for this game was seventy four point five, which is his second best of the season. So he had he had some bright spots. He's definitely not as fresh faced as he was when he was thrown in in the first couple of games, but. You know, when, whenever you get a change at centre, you're always going to be worried about some extra things like the handoffs and or the, the snaps, rather, to the quarterback. And we've not really had any troubles there. No. Considering that Justin's had a broken finger as well. Well, yeah, I suppose... That and the thing is, been fine. And the thing is, well, Clap, I suppose when he's handing that football to Herbert with that damaged finger, he's, he's got to be uh, super accurate and, and super... Vigilant that he, he, you know, he doesn't get it wrong. Um, because last thing we do is, is irritate that Herbert now should be coming to the end of his rehabilitation with that uh finger. But yeah, you know, I'm being critical of clap, but then I think the fact that we brought Corey in, uh, he's raised a bar, uh, at center, so it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what happens because. You know, I don't want to be overly positive on Will. No, I will no. just say he is ranked 35th out of 39. He is. But I he's not ranked 39th. So it's just another area to address in the uh, uh, postseason whenever the new head coach comes in. Sorry, just say yeah, new it'll, head be, coach. it'll be cool to see what Belichick <laughs> does. Oh, no. Please, no. No. I do not want to know. see what Harbaugh does. Well, it's interesting because he came out the weekend, didn't he, and said that Herbert's the best young quarterback in the league. So it'll be good to see what Rex Ryan does. Ooh. No, oh, <laughs> he can stick terrible. to criticizing Staley. I'm good anyway, with that. Back, back to the uh, six to uh, zip uh, W on at the weekend. Um, ah, interesting. We scored all six points in the second quarter. Um, Dan, we, we've got to talk about some amazing stats, tongue-in-cheek. Oh, Los God. Angeles Chargers rushing. 24 <laughs> carries for 29 yards, averaging 1.2 yard per attempt. What yep. is going on? Not a lot. We, 
uh, what's the word? Suck. So bad. Like, at least Kelly, with his few, was getting some yardage. He averaged 2.7, which, yeah, that's not great. But averaging about three, three and a half would be fine. We wouldn't really think about it. 2.7, considering that Eckler had 14 attempts for 18 yards. Which is like, what are we doing? What? How are we not scheming this better? How are we not bringing in an extra blocker, an extra tight end? We've got tight ends. Just throw them in there. There was a there was a situation. I think it was a it was something like a a, a third and two. It was definitely third and short, and it looked like is this was the either, sweep or end around run. No, it wasn't. It was, it was a handoff to Eckler. It went straight at the middle. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I, before the ball was even snapped, like, don't do not do that. We're going to get stuffed. And I, if, if I remember right, there was two wideouts that Herbert could have obviously used in that option. And it's great sat here. I haven't seen it on TV. But True. the point I'm making is when I watched that live, I'm not talking about the All-22 here. It was obvious straight away that we weren't going anywhere on that particular play. Um, yeah, we, I, we've not been very good at disguise. And whether that's because we've not been able to get anything going in the first place to try and set up any kind of disguise. But if you can't get anything set up, you've got to change the way you're doing it. You can't just try the same thing every time, which is to go, I don't know, we'll have a random receiver do a jet sweep. We'll try Eckler up the middle. It's not going to work. Um, where, where's the like bubble passes to Eckler? Like, there's there's just nothing there. No, and the Eckler's commentate... best is when he's got the space in front of him and the ball in his hands, not when he's got ten guys in front of him and the ball in his hands. Yeah, I mean, he's it's... not Gerald Everett. He's not going to run through every tackle ever. No, Gerald um... Everett will. <laughs> that man cannot be stopped. The uh, the commentators did their best. To actually say that the Chargers have got a really garbage. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I thought rush. that. I thought it was noticeable that they yeah, were they're... they were actually going in actively on both Staley originally and then also um, Kellen Moore's calling and plays, and the just lack of ability that was there and the the holes that are there to be to be filled. Um, Interesting as well. I think QJ. He's got the least amount of uh, yards of all the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's wild, isn't it? Rookies, it's, it's, I think I he mean, could have had a lot more. He could have had about a hundred more yards in the last two games if he just catch yeah, the ball. He's got. He's, he obviously doesn't like to catch the football. Um, mm. You know, Zay Flowers. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> we, we've been there before, but no, it, it was really disappointing. Um, you know, we, we've we've come away with a W. We've 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 got off off lightly there, and. If you actually look at New England's stats, you know, 38 carries, 148 yards. Uh, they only had uh, 141 yards through the air, but they they never really threatened. Hunter Henry is exactly what we thought he was. Uh, not very good, and, and and thank you for taking him, New England. But, yeah, other other than the, uh, the defence, it was really, really, really disappointing. And now, moving on to something even more disappointing. What have... Tennessee, New England, and the New York Jets all got in common. They're the only three teams in the AFC with a worse record than the Chargers. Now, for now, 
for now. But but if you think about, you know, sort of weeks, you know, we were looking at Denver saying that that's a dumpster. Um, you know, that they're going to finish bottom of the league, hardly winning any games. And it's a segue now to, to Sunday's game when we face the 6-6 six six Denver Broncos, who, let's be honest, have been absolutely phenomenal in recent weeks. Yeah, um, it's, last week was a bit of a change for them, but yeah. the, the five weeks before that, was it? They went they went like one and five and then pulled it to six and five, something like that. Yeah, I am I am hmm, I'm concerned. The Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings, and the Browns in back to back weeks. Yes, they lost to the Texans, but even that was twenty two seventeen. It's Let's, not like they got blown out. Hang on, they dismantled the Chiefs. Oh, true, true. Yeah, twenty four nine. You know, twenty four nine. Russell Wilson, despite what we've all said is still a serviceable quarterback and he should be on the money that he's on. But yeah, he's, he's really stepped it up. Uh, this, I mean, you compare him to last year. Last year was just an absolute dumpster fire for the whole team. But this year, he's what? 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 67% a completion. I mean, I'd be interested to see how that compares to Herbert. Just at first glance here, Herbert's 20 and six with 65.6%. Comparable. Um, yeah, Herbert's got more yards, but he's also I mean, I like, wanna, I wanna playing talk, with Keenan Allen. So, I mean, I want to talk about that Kansas City game because if if Denver play like that, which is arguably their, their best game of their season, okay, despite the fact during that game, I think they gave up, was it five sacks or six sacks against uh, uh, Kansas City? But they, they shut Kansas City out the second half. Okay, and six sacks, six sacks, six sacks. You know, it is highly plausible that the Denver Broncos could do just that to the Chargers, and clearly they're gonna they're gonna target um, Eckler in, in the running game or lack of the running game. Um, if you take Eckler out of the running game, Josh Kelly is is what he is. You know, the Chargers are gonna have to rely on a, on a passing game, which is suspect at the moment with a lack, you know, no, no, no Mike Williams. Um, this is going to be quite a tough game. Um, yeah, I'm especially when you look at how the Patriots really impacted the Chargers this week versus what the Broncos can do as well. I mean, the Patriots' strength was their their secondary, and it really just everyone was covered at all times. And like the Broncos have like Pat Sertan, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty decent. Um, oh yeah. Not had a look at the grades, just having a look now. Yeah, he's a 72.5. So he's not top, top tier, but across the year, that's better than we could expect to see. Yeah, and at, the, at this moment in time, Denver got me sat here going, we, we win on on uh, Sunday in a divisional game, you know, and we're now warming up to the idea of, of making the playoffs. Yeah, the for, sure, for sure. Are... They'd be seven and six in a decent position to reach the postseason. And that would be us out. Yeah, I think 100%. technically, technically out. Even though we we know we're out, we know that the season is done, but there's still statistically a chance. And then you you know you, football is all about um, facts and opinions, and it just adds fuel to the fire. What if? And it is always a what if for the LA Chargers. What if Sean Payton had have landed in uh, LA? to uh, take charge of uh, our beloved football team. Um, because clearly, 
whatever he's doing in Denver is working. You know, um, the AFC West is not as strong as what everyone thought, but whatever way you look at it, Denver are number two and the Chargers are tied third with those last pesky Raiders. Um, <laughs> so We're above the Raiders, though. Just. Just. We win the tiebreak over Las Vegas based on head-to-head win percentage. So, yeah, we beat the Raiders. That's why we're above them. But that's okay. it. So here's let's have a look at let's let's break down some statistics of Sunday's game. So Broncos ranked 15th in points per game, charges ninth. Um, Denver's total off, uh, offense is 24th. Ours is 15th, despite the fact we only scored six points at the weekend. Red zone scoring. We're still ranked fifth in the NFL behind Denver, who are 25th. Got to get into the red zone to score. You have indeed. Um, Denver allow a lot of sacks, over 35, 36 this season. So, Khalil Mack could well have a field day um, up at mile high. Oh, for sure. And, hey, if he does, he puts himself in prime position to go for that Go for that goal. Go for that 22 and a half. Now, we've been sort of berating the Chargers for a lack of uh, uh, of a run game, Dan. But I was reading earlier on today, doing some research to this. Denver have the 32nd ranked rush defence. <laughs> so if there's a game, it's this game. Well, I'm putting $100 on uh, <laughs> Eckler to go over 100 yards rushing then, are <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Our best running back's Justin Herbert. Well, yeah. So you know, it's it, it's going to be interesting. There's on paper these both teams have got some similarities. Clearly, Denver are the are the team with the momentum, whereas the Chargers are just trying to survive right now. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely one team in a resurgence, one team in a bit of a freefall. I mean, what what's what's your feeling? Denver, are they going to come out and have a uh, a great day? Are, are the Chargers going to uh, knock them off? Um, so this game is... Where is this game? It's away. We're on the it's road. Away. So we're in mile high. Um, if it's in mile high... I know. It uh, looks like it's in Inglewood. So oh, sorry, we're sorry, in, sorry. It's, we're it's, at home. It's, I've had a bag of the head. We, 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 are, we are on home turf. Sorry. Uh I think the two teams are very it's been similar. A long day. And I think uh, for sure. Uh two teams are very similar. And when I don't know, I always think home team. But with thinking us being the home team, I still think it comes down to the final play. And it'll be a coin toss as to whether we actually convert or don't. Um, yeah, so, so it's it's gonna be close because it's a divisional game. They're always close. No divisional team is really putting fifty up on the other. No. I, this is not Seattle and San Francisco where there's there's a massive uh, uh, chasm between you know uh, against the oh, line. Sure. Um, you know this is I completely agree with you, Dan. This this is going to be a, a tight affair, but I've got a funny feeling that um, the momentum does lie with um, with the Denver Broncos. Um, we've got to play a really good game to get something out of this. I think our defense is, is slowly improving, um, you know. But it's what we do with the football now is 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 becoming a concern. Uh, 
Yeah, I've I've got an idea of how I think the game will end. We'll come and, on to that in a minute when we do the yeah. predictions. But the 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 one the one area where we can stifle Denver is on those um, um, third down woes. But we've seen this loads of times, Dan, haven't we? Where we always say limit limit the explosive players, and we can't. We just can't give up. Uh, yeah, that's, that that's been our, our biggest just... problem all year. It's sitting back and allowing plays of over 20 yards to just happen in front of us. Um, in critical situations, and just really any situation, we've just been allowing it and having no way to stop it. Uh, I don't know that the Broncos necessarily have huge plays in them, but... I think I think the way the Broncos work is they've got more just steady, consistent play in them yeah. to move it. I mean, they've got a fairly strong O line, and they're just going to grind down the Chargers, which I think is where we're best suited to stop them. But I still don't have the faith that we will. Uh, did you? Have you heard this story about Pat Sertan? You've already mentioned him. It was someone that you and I were keen on drafting. Yeah. Um, he has made noises to play on offense. <laughs> I had not heard. That'd be interesting. I don't know if he did at college. I don't remember, if I'm being honest. Um, no, I think it's, it's something to do with um, when he was... Um, when he was younger, he wanted to be an offensive player, but he never got the chance. But that is really bizarre. So basically what we're saying is there's going to be some sort of trick play on Sunday and <laughs> Satan's going to try and find the end zone. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I mean, the, I, was it the Chargers shared the clip of Justin Herbert playing safety? Yeah. yeah. Picking someone <laughs> off and then on the next play, throwing a touchdown. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And, and you know, I think... Love to see it. It's like it's like the Melvin Ingram days of just like, oh, just put Melvin Ingram in at running back. He's big. Yeah. Well, you, you see it all the time, don't you? Where you know you, you get a um, defensive lineman. Um, oh yeah. You I know, think the Packers uh, have done it quite a bit, or in, in the in about the past five years, I've, I'm sure I've seen the Packers do it a few times. But so, yeah, you don't often see, say, like a, a corner or something line up as a wide receiver. I mean, if it happens, does it not show a lack of faith in the guys that you have there? Like, I don't think the Broncos receivers are bad. No, I, I tried to pick up Cortland Sutton uh, in, in waivers <laughs> this weekend. Everyone's after him. So I, I didn't get him. Uh, I didn't have the, uh, uh, the waiver rights. Somebody else claimed that. But I think going back to your point, I think most most professionals, you know, inside their own building will say, well, if we can bring in, if I'm a wide receiver and you're a cornerback and you're coming in to make a play to give us that advantage, where it be to get us a new set of downs, uh, get us in field goal range or score a touchdown. I'm all for that because that's the whole point of a team game. Yeah. It's about no, not being, you know, that's, that's just reminded me of, um, there's, there's a Netflix documentary swamp, Kings, yeah, oh, uh, the yes. tale of the Gators, and how in Tim, Tim Tebow's Tebow. first college game, the um, the Gators were on a four a fourth and one, 
and they took out Leak and put in Tebow for that play in his first ever college game just to get them that one yard and then put yeah. Leak back in who threw a touchdown pass to win the game against yeah. Tennessee. And it was just like, yeah, you, it's a team game. you got to do what you got to do to get the win. So if he can give them something, cool. Throw him in there, have him do a jet sweep, get him in space with the ball. I think he's a good player. I, I don't I, want I, it to happen. Well, no. I kind of want it to happen <laughs> because I kind of feel like he could get blown up pretty easily. He's not a wide receiver. He's not. But I think this is the thing, you, you know, players will always come up with ways to, you know, approach the head co- uh, head coach or the coach staff and say, look, we could do X uh, or Y. And there's always stories of players that stay after practice to, to work on different things. Some of them just want to go out there and play football. Um, and it's all about the advantages. Look, look at the West Coast offense. When that first came out, it, it was a revelation, wasn't it? You know, now people are trying to, copy that you know and if you, if you look right back to the beginning of, of, of football it was a run first game now it's a pass first game you know which is and in charges cases pass only it's pass only <laughs> yeah so i think the, the fact that um satan wants to play offense you know i i wouldn't dismiss this as something that we might see going down the line in the future where players are a hybrid because it, we, we've got that anyway. You've, yeah, you've got, got players like Percy Harvin. You've got players like Percy Harvin. End of the day, special teamers, they're hybrid players because they're not quite yeah. good enough to make, uh, you know, um, RB1, WR1, or even uh, a third string running back or, or receiver. So they play special teams. So you, you've already got it, really. But yeah, it, it's it, all about be a, matter of, a utility piece, isn't it? But let, let's see how long it is before you've got the first QB, uh, quarterback, sorry, cornerback slash wide receiver. Because that, that would really, <laughs> that would really uh, confuse the opposition, wouldn't it? It's like, is he coming in? At, wait, what's happening? Oh, he's, he's playing <laughs> wide receiver. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. Look, it, it's yeah, another talk. Throwing a guy like that and you think, oh, that's exactly where the play is going. Yeah. We, so we've you, often you're talked. not putting you're not putting Sertan out at wide receiver to not get the ball to him. No, no. I mean, we, we've we've often talked on this podcast about not being so uh, predictable with the football, which we were really, really, really predictable under Anthony Lynn. Uh, it's terrible, especially on third down uh, conversions. Oh, we're going to run it, and we're not going to get I mean, any set it's, down. It's been happening with Kellen Moore as well that it's yeah. predictably bad. But then, but Dan, do you think that's do you think that's all on the players? Do you think it's a mixture of the coaching staff and the players, or do you think it's the, the coaching? I, I think it's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's got to be. You can't the the amount of drops that we've had in the last couple of weeks been horrendous. You can't, you can't really chalk it up to the no. coaching. No, uh, like, uh, that's it. The, they're not coaching them to drop the ball. No, they're not. At least I, I hope that... they're not coaching them to drop the ball. <laughs> Who who was it who Brandon Staley had a meltdown with? Uh did we was it after the it was the Lions games? Yeah. And there's some it, it might have been uh might have been Jeff Miller. He made a comment about are you showing the players the penalties that they're giving up? And and Brandon Staley lost it. Of course we are. But you know, if you keep saying to a child 
don't put your fingers in the socket, and they they put their fingers in the socket. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, you've told them, and you know we keep short circuiting ourselves, but. The coaching staff are clearly trying to uh, do their bit, uh, and it and it boils down to the fact that you can't execute. I mean, Herbert, that that pass to QJ on on Sunday was unbelievable. On the money, right into his hands, right out of his hands, right out of his hands. And now you're looking at Herbert. That's another incomplete pass. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's, not, say, it's not all on the quarterback. QJ could have had a hundred yards in the last two games. If he could catch, I mean, Herbert has been guilty in the past of throwing a uh, short yardage pass, like like an exocet missile, and the, yeah. the receivers not be able to catch the ball. Okay, that's that's slightly different. When that ball's going downfield in a lot in a long long passing situation, the velocity of that football is going to slow down over over time. It's it's the laws of physics, yeah. so. QJ should have been able to catch that football. You know, he's a num- number one overall pick for that. Yeah, both hands on it at the same time. You know, so it's not all it's not all on the uh, uh, coaching staff. Like you say, I, th- I think it's a mixture, and I do feel sorry for Kellen Moore because I, I do yeah. think we we have looked better on, on offense with 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 him uh, at the helm. Yeah, there, there's been too many of the same trick play. Yeah, I think. And it's it's a case of okay, yeah, we get it. You like using Davis as a jet sweep. But you put Davis out there and you put him in motion, everyone knows it's a jet sweep. Yeah. The defense knows it's a jet sweep. Yeah. We are getting to that point where it is getting too predictable and there needs to be some innovation. Now, the division games are a perfect chance to see that. So I I'm still keen to see what we do against the Broncos' defence. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't help when you're losing one of the best receivers in the game, oh, Mike yeah. Williams. you got a 50-50 ball. going to say Josh Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> you got a 50-50 ball, you know, in a, in a long yardage situation, and Mike Dub invariably is going gonna to win that matchup. We haven't yeah. had him. I mean, Keenan, let's be honest, he's had a fantastic season. Um, he's oh, probably yeah. going to have... His what, second or third season. in yards as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but, no one's catching Tyreek Kill, but... No, no, but Keenan, he's had a great year, but it's just Keenan, isn't it? You can't just rely on a, you know, a, a one individual in the passing game. Um, so it's, everyone needs to step up and play their part. The, the season's not quite dead. We're, we're now in, in a um, process of playing for pride. You know, we're, we're, we could still finish second in the division. If we'd pulled our finger out, there's no reason why we couldn't have been catching Kansas City now because they're eight and four. They've yeah. not exactly been playing lights out. And it's really, a, it's really frustrating. You look around the league and you, you look at the, you look at the other side of the, uh, the NFL, the NFC South, and Atlanta at six and six, top of their division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just really frustrating. You know, it's, um, it, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of teams. Week week eighteen could be quite interesting up and down the league, um, and you know it'd be, it'd be great if the Chargers were in that conversation. But we've got five games left. We've got to go and win them all, and it's it's going to be it, tough. Here's one for you: if Keenan catches more than twenty yards, yeah, against the Broncos, 
it will be his second best season in terms of yards already. It's interesting. Because his, his best was 1393 back in yep. 2017. 2017. His second best was 1199 in 2019. Big question. Will he break his touchdown uh, stats for a season? 2020. I'd like to think so. Well, 2020 and his rookie year, 2013, he got eight, didn't he? Yeah. I've got a funny feeling. Keenan Allen in his is this his I mean if you take into account his passing touchdown this year, he's yeah. <laughs> he's there. Yes, he um hundred percent accuracy, hundred percent touchdown. It, well, look, it's gonna be his what? Is this his thirteenth year in the league, wherever it is, and it's gonna be the first time he'll ever have scored uh double digit touchdowns. Who knows? I've got this perfect scenario. Week eighteen, Chargers are on the one-yard line, and they give it to Keenan Allen, and he runs in for his first ever rushing touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking like LT breaking the record kind of thing. You never know. Look, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's great. Keenan, when he's healthy, um, you know, he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be one day he's going to retire. It's going to be sad to see him go, but I just hope the last play. few San Diego Chargers. I hope he can pull it out of the bag. Um, so anyway, Bez is not here. He's probably predicted. A, he didn't send me his predictions. <laughs> he's probably he's probably predicted a loss. Uh, John's not with us, so it's down to me and you, mate, to make the predictions. Come on. So I said I, I had a kind of view for where this was going to end, and I can't help but get myself in the headspace that this is going to be twenty three seventeen to the Broncos, with us having the ball with two minutes to go. And Justin Herbert trying to make a hero play and throwing a pick. I think we lose 23-17. Oh. I hope we don't. But I I think this is yet another nail in the coffin of, of Brandon Staley. I nearly said Anthony Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least you say Mike McCoy. Um <laughs> Well, bring back North Turner. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on a almost similar. Well, I've got the same outcome as you, a Denver W. I've actually got Chargers and Denver going into overtime, oh, yeah. tied at seventeen. Denver to win twenty seventeen in OT because yeah, it's just I, one of the seasons. It's that's that's fair. We always lose something in overtime, right? <laughs> Would you one? <laughs> Look, it's 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 looking like we're we're on that trajectory for a, a, a top ten overall pick next year. To be honest, I don't think it's going to matter because it was a discussion in our WhatsApp group this week about QJ, and I said, "Look, don't ever trust the draft." And I, I, I listed about eight different players clearly that uh, were high draft picks, including our own Ryan Leaf, that ended as, mm-hmm. as busts. Um, you just don't know what you're going to get. It's no. it's a complete lottery, you know. Um, who knows? We might pull out five wins on the bounce and uh, scrape into a wild card. <laughs> it's 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 looking unlikely. As long as this uh, isn't another six zero, then there, and there's something to watch other well, than amazing punting. Maybe, um, maybe would you would you take a six zero? Would you take it? 
I would. I would. Take the W all day. Yeah. Be nice to beat Denver anyway. But yeah, um, like I said, it's there's there's not a lot for us to shout about uh, recently. It was good to beat the Patriots, albeit by two field goals. Anyway, where can we find you on socials, Dan? You can grab me at UKLA Chargers or at Blue Amolga. Uh, you can get me endzone85 and charged up bolts underscore. Um, you can follow we'll us on We'll get that account up. one day. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get that account one yeah, day. I'll, I'll hunt him down. Um, may, maybe we'll move to uh, Blue Sky next year anyway. It's way yeah. better than Twitter. Uh, you actually get some uh, responses. And I've got, I've got three engagement. invite codes. So. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a couple now, actually. So, uh, yeah, all good. Guys, you've been listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Enjoy the game Sunday. Stay safe out there and bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.